This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 24 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. And no, it's not a beautiful day to talk about anything related Los Angeles, Lakers, but I'm going to do it anyway because I have some bones to pick with certain people. Fake fans, you only show up when things are good, but now that the Lakers are not doing so well, where are you now? LeBron James, this is the Western Conference, not the Eastern Conference. You can't be cruising like that every game, sir. Genie Bus. These comments about fake news, I'll be addressing that too. And I have other things to address with certain people as well. And we'll get into that in this episode. It's going to be more of a rant. More of how I feel as a Los Angeles Lakers fan and also like a sports fan. With teams not giving effort. And that's what's going on in Los Angeles. But first and foremost, let me address those of you new listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Wherever you're tuning in from. iTunes, Spotify, tune in. It's amazing. I appreciate all the support. That's what we're going to talk about today. The Lakers. These issues. Management. LeBron James. Luke Walton. The players. What is their part in this demise of the Lakers season? Last week we spoke about just LeBron's issues and pointing the finger. But just consider this episode. Part number two. Of the continued demise of this Lakers season. This lost season. That's what this is. And you know what real fans do? They call it out. Like they see it. So with no further ado, let's just get right into it. But what the heck are all of you talking about, man? Huh? What are you talking about, man? Woo! What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? So the story of the day, the story of the week, the story of the past NBA season has been... What are the Los Angeles Lakers going to do now that they have LeBron James and this young core of basketball players? Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball in the second season. Lakers management bringing in all these veterans. Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee. From the beginning of the season, I was a bit optimistic as a optimistic as a Laker fan. But I also took off my fanatic eyeglasses and I looked at things neutrally. The way this Los Angeles Lakers team was built does not fit at all the profile of LeBron James and how he's been operating his entire career. LeBron needs to have the ball in his hands 90% of the time for him to be productive and control a basketball game. We've seen it in Miami. We've seen it in the second stint in Cleveland. In Miami, it's where he got things together and where he flourished the best with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. That team... If they had their things together like the Spurs did in the early 2000s with the Lakers, they probably could have won four or five championships, but they didn't. But that's besides the point. That's in the past. Now we're in Los Angeles, 2019, this Laker team. Without LeBron James last year, the Lakers were three to four games out of the playoffs without LeBron James. So this excuse that people have for LeBron that he has no help quote unquote is foolishness if this exact team 
without the addition of Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee and other pieces that the Lakers had last year, could win those amount of games that they won last year and almost made the playoff. Don't you think by adding LeBron James to the mix that it would make the playoffs? But it seems like that's a myth. But let me give you a structure. Because the question is, who's to blame for this lost season? Who's really to blame for this lost season? So I'll start from the top. How much percent do we give management for this? I'll say about 50%, 60%. You know why? They're the ones who put this team together. Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, with the blessing of Jeannie Buss. They say we're going to take the Lakers in a new direction. They said things are going to change. Magic Johnson, if you guys remember it, during the preseason, the NBA preseason game, Magic Johnson went on air, ESPN. I don't remember who the Lakers were playing. That's besides the point. Magic Johnson said, look, we have this formula. We saw what LeBron was doing in Cleveland. There was a bunch of shooters. We couldn't outshoot the Golden State Warriors. Thus, we're going to build a team that's gritty. We're going to build a team that's physically strong. We're going to get up in people's faces. We're going to play defense. And that's how we're going to win. Okay, all of us as Laker fans bought into that idea. We'll follow along. We all trust Magic Johnson. Five-time NBA champion. We know what he talks about. We say, okay, he's part owner of the Dodgers. So he knows what he's doing. So we trusted him with the franchise. We brought in Rob Palenka. He's supposed to be the smart guy. He's the one that's supposed to say, hey, you're an agent. I can smell the talent. I can see the talent. This is the type of person we should be at. For those of you who don't know, Rob Palenka was Kobe Bryant's agent. The great Kobe Bryant's agent. Now he's running for Lakers front office. They brought in these players, like I mentioned. JaVel McGee, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo. These are the guys that are supposed to be the core to help these young players grow in this Lakers organization. To help them understand what winning is like. Rajon Rondo won the championship with the Boston Celtics. They had a great run. JaVale McGee was with the Golden State Warriors. He won championships. Lance Stevenson was on various successful Indiana Pacer teams. So he understands the concept of winning. But why are they struggling in Los Angeles? Now, before I bring up all these excuses that some people have brought up, let me get some things out the way. We all know LeBron got injured. If you're on the basketball court and you play with an injury, you can't use that as an excuse. LeBron was really hurt. He has a growing injury. He sat out for 17, 18 games. The Lakers, actually, he sat out for 18 games. The Lakers was 6-12 and 12 in those games. All right? 6-12. and 12. We can't blame LeBron for that completely. But at the same time, the team is so dependent on LeBron that they couldn't perform on their own. The only consistent player, aside from LeBron, this entire season has been Brandon Ingram. We go back to management. What does You wonder, what does management have to do with this? Management had this idea. And this idea is not panning out. We clearly see it's not working out. Aside from other factors that's causing this team not to function the way they're supposed to. 60% of the blame. And that's where I stand. 60% of the blame. Management should be doing a better job. If you bring in a player like LeBron James, 
Why is there nobody in the organization that run analytics that can say, this is the prototypical player that LeBron James needs for this franchise to be successful? But no, management banked on the players they have now. Granted, like I said, and I justified it, they were games away from making the playoff last year. So, of course, on a human level, you would think, okay, we add the best player supposedly in basketball on the team and we'll automatically win. Some people may say, well, the Lakers were fourth in the playoffs when everybody was healthy. I get that. But they're not healthy now. We can't put blame on that. I get that too. But what about effort? What about grit? What about your pride? What about all those millions of dollars you're making? You can't show no effort? So for all these people out here making these excuses and believing that, oh, well, LeBron James doesn't have any help. And that's to get to my second point as a person who needs to get a lot of the blame as well. I put 25% of blame on LeBron James. Everything starts from the top. If management has a bad attitude, if your leader on the court has a bad attitude, if he seems to not care, I don't know LeBron's life. I don't know what's going on, but I can see for myself in the news and social media, LeBron's engaged in so many other things that his focus is not 100% on basketball. He's given himself to so many other places that he can focus on basketball. He signed a four-year contract. He understands what the deal is when you come to L.A. We ain't here to make the playoffs and win a few playoff series. We're here to win championships. But the mistake LeBron made this season, and a critical mistake that he made, and management enabled him to do that, and they never stepped front to justify it or to stop it. LeBron openly and publicly said him and Anthony Davis over the summer spoke about running together on the Los Angeles Lakers. Management didn't address it. They didn't say anything. Then on top of that, right before the trade deadline, things weren't working out. And we all know the story. Indirectly, Magic Johnson said, well, you guys are big boys. He's talking about the young players. You guys are big boys. You guys need to grow up. You're in the NBA. And LeBron indirectly said as well, well, the guys the guys just need to play better. He was just giving them the attitude of, hey, listen, man, I want Anthony Davis. And if management got to get rid of all y'all, I don't care. You know what type of attitude that is, what type of morale that is? I know Kobe Bryant did the same thing, but the difference between Kobe is Kobe will tell you to your face. He will tell you when you sucked. He will tell you when you didn't play well. He will tell you when the teams need to do better. All great players did that at some point in their career. But I personally don't like this passive-aggressive LeBron. Dude, if you got a problem, tell the players to their face. If they're not giving effort, tell them to their face. Oh, but oh wait, I'm sorry. Because you yourself are not giving effort. Are you kidding me? Management has nothing to do with the fact that you can't beat the lowly Memphis Grizzlies on the road. You lost to the Phoenix Suns. The team won 17 games all season and you can't beat them? Are you kidding me? But yet, we have these indirect talks talking about, oh, players are not playing with effort, players are not giving, players are not giving their maximum all. 
How is he going to care? I came to this locker room. You want me to get traded to the New Orleans Pelicans, but yet you want to give me effort after the deadline? Now that I know I don't leave? That I can't leave, rather? I'm so upset I can't even finish my sentences. LeBron needs to do better. Sure, management didn't put the, the best team together, but you got to play with what you have. But then, if you, if you take those pieces what you have and you throw them on the bus, do you think they're going to care or want to play with you? All these kids idolize LeBron James. Lonzo Ball's favorite player is LeBron James. So when you're on the same team as him, everybody looks up to him. You see him in a different light. You see things differently. You do things differently. You adore this man because he's LeBron James. But now slowly they're realizing, if I don't do my part, this guy's going to throw me under the bus. I'm all about the stats. For those of you out there crying about LeBron has no help. I'll address that too. But let me start here. This is the type of thing why the Lakers are losing right now. Okay? The Lakers are one of five teams in the entire NBA that have been outscored by 80 points or more in the fourth quarter. You know what that tells you? They're not playing no defense. They're not putting the ball in the basket. And on top of that, on top of that, you're allowing too many points to be scored. You know the other teams that have allowed 80 points or more or be not scored 80 points or more in the fourth quarter? The Phoenix Suns, they're not going to make the playoffs. The New York Knicks, not going to make the playoffs. Chicago Bulls, nowhere near making the playoffs. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're not making the playoffs either. So it's not a coincidence that the Lakers is in that group with them because clearly they're on the path of not making the playoffs. As of this episode, the Lakers are four and a half games out of the eighth spot. And the Clippers and the Sacramento Kings and the teams ahead of them are playing way better and they have cohesion and they don't have the drama that the Lakers have right now. Oh, some of you might want to dispute that stat that I just brought up. You know what the Lakers' opponents' points off as turnovers is? It's third in the NBA. The Lakers allow 18.4 points a game off turnovers. That's third worst in the NBA. Lakers are overall ranked 17th in defense. That has nothing to do with a coach. That has nothing to do with management. If you're on the court, you're supposed to show effort. You get paid millions of dollars. And you can visibly see that some of these players are not giving effort. There was a clip on ESPN when the Lakers were playing the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks in the timeout. Kyle Kuzma looks disinterested in the huddle. LeBron James wasn't even in the huddle. So how is it that my leader that's supposed to lead my team... He's supposed to drag us to the playoffs. By the way, LeBron, I'm still waiting for you to activate this playoff mode. And that's another reason why for another topic for another day that we already spoke about. Why this ridiculous who's the greatest of all time is nonsense. LeBron shouldn't even be in that sentence. The fact that you're talking about that you got to activate some playoff mode. Get out of here with that. Did Kobe have to activate some playoff mode? Did Michael Jordan need to activate playoff mode? What are you talking about, LeBron? You're supposed to give maximum effort at all times. And that goes back to my point about the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference, LeBron was able to do that. He was able to cruise through. He was able to take days off. In the Western Conference, you can't take days off. Because guess what? When you take days off, this is what happens. You lose against teams that you're not supposed to lose to. 
makes you look bad. This is the first time, probably, if I'm mistaken, that LeBron James probably won't be in an all-defensive team and it won't be on an all-NBA first team. And if whoever votes for the NBA all-first team votes LeBron in on that team just because of his stats, then to me, you lose all credit. LeBron's averaging like 27, 7, and 7. But those 27, 7, and 7 numbers were not the 27 and 7 from 6, 7 years ago. LeBron looks disinterested. The points don't impact the game. LeBron is shooting a career low 68% from the free throw line. LeBron's career free throw percentage is 73%. Oh, he's struggling from the free throw line. He has a mental thing going on this season. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, Kobe had mental issues too. Jordan had some mental issues too. They had to deal, they had to deal with things going on in their career. But you know what Jordan's free throw free throw percentage was? There's a reason why they call free. They are free points. Steph Curry is top three all time in free throw shooting. He's shooting 92%. But every 10, he misses one or less than one. Jordan shot for his career 83.7% from the free throw line. Kobe Bryant shot 83.5% from the free throw line. That is not an excuse. We know they're human. And for those of you making those excuses, talking about, well, they're human. Kobe missed free throws too. Yeah, sure. Kobe missed free throws too when the game mattered. But LeBron missed them on a consistent basis and he keeps missing them. And a good example was the game against Phoenix. Two clutch free throws, he missed them. Throwing the ball off the backboard. That just shows me that this team is not where they're supposed to be. Their leader is not focused on what they're supposed to gain. The Lakers are only showing urgency now because they're back in the standings. And that's my problem. And that's many Laker fans' problems. They're not showing consistent effort. Sure, Brandon Ingham has been playing well this last six, seven, eight games. Absolutely. What about the rest of them? And that leads me to my third point. Luke Walton, how much blame does he get? i say about 15%. Luke Walton's a young coach. I believe he got this job a year earlier than he should have. Why? Those of you who don't remember, when Steve Kerr was out with illnesses, physical illnesses, Luke Walton took the Golden State Warriors to a 30-4 and record as an assistant. And I think that propelled him to get the coaching job that I believe he got too early. Coaching is not just showing us a boy showing plays. Coaching is knowing your teammates. I mean, your, your your players, rather. Coaching is knowing how to work with strong personalities. And that's why I think many consider Phil Jackson the greatest coach of all time. Many people may say, Michael Jordan, he had Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, the greatest player of all time, arguably the best defender of all time. That doesn't matter. They could have, they could have had any other coach, and the coach wouldn't be able to win with them because he didn't know how to manage them. Phil managed big egos. He managed Shaq. He managed Kobe. The biggest egos you can find in NBA history. Luke Walton has LeBron James right now. LeBron James is a basketball mogul. LeBron James is an artist in basketball. He sees three, four plays before you see them. Do you think Luke Walton can coach a guy like this? It's not a coincidence that LeBron is not in the huddle. At least from what I've seen, when Luke Walton is trying to run some plays to try to draw plays for the team, LeBron just doesn't look interested. He's like saying, well, what is this? What is going on? But that's what we get now. 
as Laker fans. That is what's happening right now. So all these people making excuses for LeBron. Stop it. Stop. All these people saying we need to fire Luke Walton. I was one of them too. We need to fire him. Why? I started to think about it. I was saying on Twitter all the time, we need to fire Luke Walton. Get rid of him. This team is not winning. But the coach is not on the court. But one thing I know though, the coach, the superstar is an extension of the coach. And right now, Luke Walton and LeBron James, they don't even look like they live in the same state. Much less on the same basketball team. LeBron does what he wants. He's been doing what he wants. And that is bothersome now. Now that he's in a Western Conference, now you guys realize. And it makes you wonder because it's made me wonder already. And it's something I've been saying for years. Oh, LeBron's been dominating basketball for the past eight years. He's been to the NBA Finals for eight years. Sure, LeBron's been to the NBA Finals eight years in a row. You know why? Because he's been playing in a mediocre conference. That's what it is. And it makes you wonder, the first season he comes to the Western Conference, he's not even going to make the playoffs? So is that how it's going to be the next couple years? As a Laker fan, I don't want that. As a sports fan, I don't want that either. He's supposedly the best basketball player in the NBA. Or the best basketball player, period. And to some, the greatest player of all time. And if he misses the playoff, do you still think he's the best player in basketball? I've given up that title two years ago. That title belongs to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant right now is the best player in basketball. There might be players that are playing better right now. Like James Harden, Giannis, Steph Curry. LeBron James not even on that list. And you can dispute that with me all you want. You can say all oh, his statistics show that. But it's also the eye test. Like I said, those points don't count as much like they used to. Those 27 points are not as impactful like they used to be. And we have to accept that. We have to own up to that. So those of you who are trying to cover up LeBron and be this LeBron stance, all you LeBron stance, trying to make up all these excuses, and try to throw all the blame on Luke Walton. Oh, he doesn't know how to coach LeBron. Or he doesn't know how to coach a team. Sure, I believe that too. But have you seen LeBron James' history with coaches? David Blatt. They won 60 game in Cleveland. Went to the NBA Finals. And he got thrown off the bus. Not literally. But he got thrown off the team. Why? Because of LeBron James. Mike Brown. They won 63 games and 64 games respectively. They got rid of Mike Brown. Is that a co- You think Mike Brown is a bad coach? You think David Blatt is a bad coach? Have you seen Davis Blatt resume in Europe? If you haven't, Google it. It's not a coincidence that LeBron James started winning with the Miami Heat. Granted, they had a great team, but also management. They had a grip on him. They didn't let LeBron run the team like they're doing in L.A. right now. They're not covering up for what LeBron's doing. Genie bus. I have love for Jeannie, but in this case, he's wrong. You can't call fake news on some reporters that legitimately report legit news. They get the correct information. They just didn't report this stuff out of nowhere. The Lakers wanted to trade the whole team for Anthony Davis. So what message are they sending? Sure, you can touch anybody else but LeBron James. 
What message are you sending? And of course, LeBron was public. We already talked about it. LeBron was public about how he felt about the rest of the players on the team. And you wonder why the Los Angeles Lakers are not prospering right now. But yet, some of you fake fans that came off the Cleveland bandwagon are making excuses for him. And that leads me to my last point of this whole rant. The players themselves. When are you going to hold yourself accountable for what's going on on the basketball court? All this finger pointing going on in L.A. right now. Oh, we need to get LeBron the ball so he can produce for us. When LeBron wasn't there last year, you were producing. So what are you now? Are you scared? Is LeBron holding something over your head? You're not getting you're not getting traded anymore. At least not this season. So where's your effort? Huh? Where's your guts? Where's your grit? Where's your tenacity? You're four and a half games out the playoffs and you're playing like you don't care. I just don't look at box scores anymore. You got to see with your own eyes. Things don't look right. And you know what that is? Translation. The Lakers are disjointed. Some of the fracture came from the top with LeBron James. Like I already said multiple times. That doesn't sit well with me. Your leader is not supposed to do those type of things. If you have a problem with your teammates, you call them out in their face. You say something. If the media asks you about it, you can talk about it. You are the superstar, LeBron. You won three championships. You know what it takes to win. But there's a way of doing that. And like we already spoke about as well, management didn't help the cause by not getting in front of this. You can't let your superstar just say what you say. And you can tell the management that just doing it as well. Because Jeannie Buss is calling some reporters the news that they report fake news. But at the same time, Magic Johnson goes on TV and he's telling the kids. He's talking about Alonzo and Ingram, Kuzma, etc., etc. And say they need to grow up and grow up here. There's also disjointment in management. So how are the Lakers ever going to prosper right now? Huh? I'm not being negative. I'm just pointing out the reality of what's going on in L.A. As a Laker fan, I want to see my team succeed. We haven't made the playoff the last six years. Sure, some of it is talent. A lot of it is the Western Conference. But at what point are we going to see the things for what they are and stop pointing the fingers at places where they don't belong? They have to stop making these excuses. And that's my entire point. The San Antonio Spurs, they've been successful for decades. At least the last, for sure, 15 years. And the formula is simple. Everybody understands hierarchy in that organization. Everybody understands what they're trying to accomplish in that organization. When Tim Duncan, prime Tim Duncan, David Robinson was on the team, everybody understood their role. Everybody knew what they needed to accomplish. Players wasn't running the organization and organizations wasn't running the player. Everybody need to buy in a system. Greg Popovich was the general. Tim Duncan bought into the system. He was the system, matter of fact. But everybody else bought into his idea. What is the Lakers idea right now? Are we still living in the past thinking because we're the Lakers, people are going to come here, we're going to win championships? 
That's not how it works anymore. The Golden State Warriors built the team they have. It took them years. They were nobodies in the NBA for a long time. Now they have the greatest shooter of all time. They have the best player in the NBA in Kevin Durant. They have the second greatest shooter of all time in Klay Thompson. They have a hustle and grip player in Draymond Green. And now they brought in Boogie Cousins who had problems all over the place. He came to Golden State and he fits right in. You know what that came from? Just like the San Antonio Spurs. A system. They buy into a culture that everybody believes in. And right now, the Los Angeles Lakers, they don't have a culture. They don't have an identity. From the top, they don't know what they're doing. Everybody's contradicting themselves. The Los Angeles Lakers superstars pointing fingers. They don't know where they're going. So you shouldn't be surprised that, again, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's going to take an absolute miracle for them to make the playoffs. Yes, you look at the numbers. Oh, they're only four and a half games ahead of them. And look at the teams ahead of them, the Clippers and the Sacramento Kings. But guess what? The Sacramento Kings and the Clippers might not have the talent on paper like the Lakers, but they don't have the internal issues like the Lakers do. You know how bad it is? It's that bad that Patrick Beverly, who nobody cares about, is saying that the Los Angeles Clippers is the best team in Los Angeles right now. That's how bad it is right now in L.A. And some part of me want to believe it. This is not who we are, Los Angeles Lakers fans. This is not who we are. Casual basketball fans who are listening to this. They're probably rejoicing because most casual basketball fans don't like the Lakers or they don't like the Celtics, but mostly the Lakers. And I get it. It's fine because we don't like Boston either. They have their struggles. But guess what? I see things neutrally. I don't like the Boston Celtics because, because by default I'm a Laker fan. But the Boston Celtics, they have the internal problems. They're not working well together. But guess what? They're in the playoffs. Matter of fact, 14. If the playoffs started today, they have home court advantage. Where would the Lakers be right now? Yeah. They'll be at home playing on a court. That's what will happen if the playoffs started today. Do I still have some hope that they might make the playoffs? Sure, because a lot of things can happen. But from what I've seen this entire season, barring injury or not, the Lakers have not been consistent. The Lakers don't show effort. The Lakers don't show the want or the grit. They only do it when they feel like it. Successful people in life, they didn't become successful just doing things that they wanted to do on their own time. They show grit. They show grind. They show passion. When things didn't go right, they won't point their fingers at other people. They looked at themselves and said, how can I be better? What can I do better? I'm very disappointed in this Los Angeles Lakers season. And for all the fans out there, these fake fans who got something to say, now you want to cast blame all over the place? Listen, man, if you were not here when Smush Parker was on the team, if you were not here when Chris Mim was on the team, if you weren't here when Chucky Atkins was on the team, and if you didn't even know who these guys are, then you have nothing to tell us Laker fans. So far, as you guys obviously know, I'm just very disappointed in this Los Angeles Lakers season. I expected much more from that. I'm not the one to make excuses for my team. Injuries are part of the game. But one thing I'm never going to excuse is effort, heart, the push, the wanting to win, 
And the Lakers are showing none of that. So if they truly miss the playoffs, they have themselves to blame for that. And I'm out, man. Ah, I know some of you weren't expecting that. But sometimes that's how it is, man. You got to go away from what's tradition and you just got to speak your mind, especially in sports when you have a strong opinion. For those Los Angeles Lakers fans out there that still have hope, man, listen. I'm with you, man, but sometimes it's just hard to believe in it when you see things go in a different direction. But it's all good because things are going to get better for us. And I absolutely believe that. Man, come to the end of another episode, episode number 24. Next week, we're going to have special guest, Jessica Klein-Smith. I hope I said her name right. I hope she doesn't <laughs> go on Twitter and curses me out. But we're going to talk some baseball next week. I hope you guys tune in. She's an excellent, excellent reporter for the NBC Bay Area. So you want to tune in for that. Look out for our Instagram, Facebook for periodic updates. But for right now, Statman, signing out, baby. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.